This is OT with Caroline, Lindsay, and Lena on your home of the Canucks, Sportsnet 650. Oh, we've got our deep voice guy back. This is OT on Sportsnet 650. I am Caroline Frolic. Joining me as usual, Lindsay Horsting, Lena Sitagian. We are the OT3 collectively. And they're not listening to me. But that's okay. Uh, it's because we're usually on at nighttime. We're kind of getting used to this whole being alert during the day kind of thing. Uh, we are taking your text, 650-650. The Dunbar Lumber text line was exploding when we were doing the Abbey Canucks talk. And we will be going there in just a moment. Uh, mm-hmm. You can also call us, 604-280-0650, because we love when you call in. Because you know what? The more, the merrier. We also have Greg Ballack back in the Sportsnet 650 studios. Hi, Greg. Greg is busy uh, contacting Gemma Carson Smith. That is exactly. We will be talking to and asking all the Canucks questions, but we do also have a poll question here. Do we really believe there is no Nate Schmidt situation? Uh, 24% believe that there's no Nate Schmidt situation. 76% no. They don't really believe that there is no Nate Schmidt situation. So, hmm. See, I can convince myself either way. Like I was saying earlier, I've never heard a GM saying, yep, XYZ hates it here and wants to leave and is threatened. And I, but then again, maybe we are just reading too far into it. And you know what? Maybe there is no situation. Maybe, maybe I don't want to believe that Nate Schmidt is. Yeah, I don't want to believe that he wants to go. So, you know, I got another that goes into my thought. Yeah, and I got another text from Joey Kenward. We've got the uh, Dunbar Lumber text line plus Joey Kenward on text as well. Um, he wrote to me, where is it? Betcha a bottle of wine. Schmidt is with the Canucks in October. And then he just sent me emojis of wine glasses. So uh, Joey Kenward is on team Schmidt staying in Vancouver. Nothing to see here, folks. There's no rumor mill. It's the off season, and we're just talking out of our collective behinds. But I guess only time will tell. Uh, mm-hmm. We will see what is going on here 650 650 Dunbar Lumber text line we are uh OT on Sportsnet 650 in case you missed it we did interview Nate Schmidt earlier on in the year um and it was a, a splendid interview he is such an entertainer probably one of my favorite interviews I've ever had mm-hmm. so um hop onto our Sportsnet website and you can find our show OT with Caroline Lindsay and Lena and you will find the Nate Schmidt interview and I will tell you it is definitely worth a listen we've also got so many people texting into the Dunbar Lumber text line (laughs) still to talk about what team name they should have went with instead of the Abbotsford Canucks but we are going to save those and we'll probably ask Gemma Carson Smith of the Canadian press what she thinks of the Abbotsford Canucks name and the unveiling that happened yesterday. Hi, Gemma. Hi, how are you guys? Fabulous. Thanks for joining us. So happy to do it. All right, Gemma, let's just get right to it. Let's address the rumors. we got a little bit of hate, people saying enough with the Nate Schmidt talk, but you know what? There's Nate Schmidt talk for a reason. Whether people believe Benning, who said there's nothing to see here, folks, but we are entertaining offers if offers come our way for every player. Mm-hmm. And then there's the school of thought of, of course, there's smoke where there's fire. Of course, he wants to leave. What have you heard or what do you th- what do you make of Benning's comments? I think that... Obviously, they're entertaining offers for every player, um, especially this offseason. 
the fact that we haven't seen anything happen is is interesting, but it does seem like Nate Schmidt would uh, be very open to uh, a relocation. Uh, whether that happens or not, that's a completely different story. Um, it's just we haven't seen a ton of moves across the league this offseason. Excuse me. And, yeah, that has a lot to do with the expansion draft still coming, and there's there's a lot of um, offseason left. But uh, And you saw in Nate Schmidt by the end of the year that he – he wasn't loving life as much as uh, he had when he first got here. He's a really outgoing, exuberant guy. It was obviously an incredibly tough season for everyone on this club. Um, but the fact that he wasn't even made available to media at the uh, end of the season, I think, says, says a lot. I mean, what's to be happy about with the dumpster fire of a season that the Canucks had? You know, he left a uh, contender in Vegas and then uh, was brought to Vancouver and then dumpster fire season happened. So even the happiest of jovial guys gonna, you know, damper the spirit just a smidge. For sure. And it was a season that saw his production bump pretty drastically. Uh, he was He was putting up at least... 30 points a season in Vegas. He only had 15 here uh, last year. So it's not just uh, the fact that the entire team got, well, not the entire team, but most of the team got COVID or they were stuck playing against all Canadian teams and, and travel was really hard and everything was locked down. It's not just that. It's the on-ice stuff too. Um, his, his job was a lot harder. It was a lot different here than it was in Vegas. It probably takes a lot of getting used to. Yeah, he's playing with uh, some some good up-and-coming players, but the, the team didn't see the success it wanted to uh, last season, and I think that uh, he, he expected a lot more. Now, the protection list deadline is coming up this Saturday, July 17th. Who do you anticipate the Canucks for sure protecting? And some players that may be left unprotected. So I think the Canucks would really, really, really like it if Seattle would do them a huge favor and take Brayden mm-hmm. Holby. Um, mm-hmm. I also don't think that's going to happen unless you really sweeten that deal. Um, it's, a, it's a really big number. Uh, and he's an, he's an yeah. older goaltender. He also struggled last year. And whether that was his his performance or, or the performance of those in front of him, that's um, probably... Some of some beach basket there, um, but I, I don't think that they're going to get that wish um, straight up. They would definitely have to throw in something a little extra to uh, entice the Kraken on that one. Some chum for the Kraken, I guess you could say. Um, See what you did there. <laughs> nice. Well, well played, Miss. <laughs> but <laughs> in terms of who we could see left unprotected, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they left that McEwen unprotected. I think uh, there's a the he, he didn't really have the season uh, anyone expected him to last year either. Yeah, he's a big physical body, but he only had two points. He had uh, one goal, one assist. I think he had more fights than he did points, actually, um, which is uh, not necessarily what you want to see. Uh, we, we could They're going to leave a lot of those really big, kind of ugly contracts unprotected. Erickson, Beagle, Roussel, but I don't think you're going to see Seattle pick up any of those. Again, it's just not appetizing in any way, shape, or form. Uh, you might see some of the younger guys left unprotected, maybe a Gadjevich or a Lind, um, mm-hmm. because they're guys who, who came in after impressing in Utica, but 
were a little bit lackluster uh, in their NHL debuts. So there's there's a lot of uh, options for Seattle. I I have no idea who they're going to go for, but uh, mm-hmm. I think that um, there there are a lot of a lot of choices, um, and uh, I I don't I honestly am not sure whether or not the Canucks would be able to uh, entice the Kraken to uh, take someone that would really help out salary cap wise. So things have been pretty quiet on the Western front as far as buyouts go, and it is expected to get a bit busier next week, uh, end of July, of course. If you were Jim Benning, what would the, be the first thing that you would do? Would you go for that third-line center? What what would be the first thing that you would sort of try to correct? Oh, man. I think <laughs> I think if you're Jim Benning, just based on everything he said in the past, uh, I would probably go for a defenseman. Uh, he, yeah. He's talked a lot about wanting to uh, bolster the uh, top four D core. Um, is that the greatest idea? I, I mean, it, yes, if you're getting rid of Nate Schmidt, then you're absolutely going to have to. But they've also got, um, uh, there's a lot of business in front of Jim this summer. Uh, there's, we still don't know what's going to happen with Edler and Hamannick. Uh, there's, we've only got like, three quarters of a team signed at this point, something like that. So there's there's a lot of work to do. Uh, if, if the defense is where he sees um, the most impact, then that's great. But it's it's a laundry list, and uh, there's a, a lot of laundry to be done, for sure. Now, Gemma, I want to talk a little bit about Vasily Podkolzin because you cannot talk about Canucks' future without mentioning his name. Have you heard anything about when he may be making the trip to Vancouver? I haven't heard anything now that you mention it. Um, That's the I, thing, right? It's so yeah, supportive. Well, yeah, exactly. That's very interesting. Um, I, I, I'd expect that we'd see him here at some point before training camp begins, but uh, yeah, I haven't heard anything at all. I, I don't know what the, what's going on there, but it's someone that we're all super excited to see. Um, there weren't a ton of bright spots last season, but obviously uh, Hoaglander was one of them. And if we could see another rookie uh, kind of light it up like that, it would be uh, something to look forward to in a, in a uh, club that doesn't always have a lot of bright spots. Now, Gemma, Jim Benning mentioned that he wanted to talk to maybe pick up another Russian player to make Podkols and feel at home, you know, so instead of a team full of Swedes, maybe more. Isn't that sweet? See, Jim Benning does have a heart, people. Um, But, you know, instead of a team full of Swedes, it's going to be a team full of Russians. You know what? I don't care where you come from. Just play the game. But have you heard anything about any potential Russian player? I mean, Fedor uh, Svechkov. I mean, there's so many... Fabulous Ovechkin. Russian players out there. Ove- <laughs> oh my god, I would <laughs> die. For the stars here, right? Yeah. <laughs> I would die. I'm sorry. I'm over. Thank you. It's good night. I can't even. Set I your standards high. But I mean, <laughs> are there any? There. Exactly. <laughs> Benning, just make a call right now. Make it happen. <laughs> yeah. But have you heard of any sort of Russian player? I mean, it was a recent interview. He just said that. But is there, again, is smoke to the fire or fire to the smoke? Is there anything that you've heard about that? Or is it just something that, you know, Benning is saying and maybe he'll be looking forward to it in the future? Uh, nothing specific um, at this point. Uh, it's a great idea. 
um, whether or not it comes together. There's a lot of work to be done, like I was saying. Um, so if that if he's going to add that to the list too, great. But I hope that there are um, priorities that that go before uh, a player's nationality, like you know, moving the puck or scoring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Oh, always, that. Those are always oh, good things. Little things. Little things. Puck in net. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're speaking to Gemma Carson Smith of the Canadian Press. Now, we keep asking you, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Without any, you know, very open ended questions for you. I've got another to add to that. What do you think? the Canucks should be doing with their ninth pick. I'm on the team where I think they should pick their ninth pick. Um, I think they should be keep developing young, cheap players um, if they want to, you know. I mean, the, I don't want to say in the rebuild phase, but I'm on the team that you need to pick, you, you need to keep the ninth pick in order to develop young prospects. Where are you at yeah. with that? Yeah, I think I think you'll be happy. Um, I, I expect that they'll keep the ninth pick. I mean... There's a uh, what? Today's the fifteenth, so we've got what eight days for me to be proven wrong there. But um, I've been wrong before once or twice. Um, so yeah, I, I do think that they'll keep it. I think that uh, especially with Jim at the helm, Jim is known as a guy who likes to scout a lot. Who likes who is known for his drafting. Um, uh, if you so I, I would very much expect him to uh, hold tight to that. It would have to be a really big uh, uh, return in order to pry that ninth pick from his hands. Um, and it's, it's going to be an interesting draft. Uh, we, this is a year where we don't know a whole ton about the players. So many of them have either been off for last season or were overplaying in Europe. So it wasn't the same kind of scouting that we've seen in previous years. And I think that that's really intriguing for a lot of teams. So uh, I, I don't know that we'll see a whole uh, mess of draft picks swapped ahead of uh, the entry draft this year. Oh, I've got another one for you. We've we've been talking about the um, Abbotsford Canucks unveil, the name, and our text line has been blowing up with all the alternative names that they could have gone with. Now, do you think that the name is pretty anticlimactic or what? how do you feel about it? Anticlimactic is the perfect way to describe it. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah. Like, you, you can't really be mad at it. You understand the reasoning behind it. It makes sense. But, like, could you be more boring? Please, like, and it's a, it was, especially the way that they did it too. First of all, it was supposed to come out at 10 a.m. We didn't hear anything anything until 10:30. But there was so much anticipation, and then it's exactly what everyone thought it would be. Um, <laughs> I, the thing that bothers me more than the name is the green on green. Um, yes, the green logo too much. The green Who <laughs> went to design school and came out with that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I like, I have no problem with the logo. Love the Johnny Canuck. Great. But green on green, someone is obviously colorblind. Or just bored. And they're like, like I was saying earlier in the show, bunch of, bunch of suits on a Zoom call. 
here, guys, let's go out on a limb. Call them the Canucks. Use the colors, but use one of the Canucks colors more. You're a genius. Exactly. This is what happens when you cut your organization to the boniest of skeleton crews and then have to make giant decisions. People who are not (laughs) acclimatized to making these kind of decisions and acting in creative capacities end up choosing things that are very safe. So I think that uh, while it's not the worst thing they could have done, it's, it's boring as all get out. Um, it's a good thing that people were already super jazzed on the team coming to Abbotsford because I don't think that this is like enticing anyone to, uh, to put down their deposits on season tickets. Yeah, well, that's the thing I was going to say on a more serious note. I mean, how much of a need was there for the Canucks AHL team to move to Abbotsford? I think this is going to be great for the team. Um, So we'll see what prospects we can definitely use from that pool in Abbotsford. But yeah, I'm just I'm just glad that we were able to make the move and the jump. 100%. 100%. I, th- I, I definitely think that it'll be a great move for the team. Um, I like what uh, the Abbotsford Canucks GM, Ryan Johnson, was saying <laughs> yesterday about, now you have to differentiate too? Like, come on, anything that makes my job harder, I am not in favor of. Um, anyway, Ryan Johnson was saying yesterday that this really uh, does um, uh, do good things for the team because there are guys in Abbotsford who are playing for spots on the Vancouver roster. They're, they're pushing. They And it's just so much easier now to call a guy up um, if there's an injury or if a performance issue, anything like that. It's, it really does help create some competition. Um, and I, I think competition is great. Uh, the other thing I think it does is I think it does great things for the city of Abbotsford. I think that you've seen them embrace um, sports out there uh, in a big way recently. Um, the Fraser Valley Bandits have been quite popular. I know that they welcomed fans back last night for the first time. And uh, from all accounts, it was a, a, a good turnout. Um, so I think it's great for the community, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. We are speaking with Gemma Karsten-Smith from the Canadian Press. She's a reporter there. And uh, Gemma, the Sedins, they've been spending a lot of time in the office, long, long hours. Have you heard anything about sort of what they've been doing? And I don't think we've been able to speak to you since this happened. How do you feel about them uh, taking a bigger role within the Canucks organization or or taking a role in the organization? I think it's a great move for the organization. I think um, especially in terms of having, I mean, they're so beloved. They're so beloved in the fan base, and not just the fan base, but in, in the NHL. They're, Anyone you talk to is going to tell you that these are just stand-up guys who are great for the community, they're great for the sport. Um, I'm excited to see what uh, exactly the role translates into because so far it sounds like a little bit of everything. Um, And I know that they are, like, superhuman, but you just can't do quite everything, right? At least that's what I've been told. Right. Um, So I'm very excited to see where their focus lies. yeah, again, yesterday, uh, Ryan Johansson, uh, Johansson, Ryan Johnson was saying that he expects them to uh, be doing a lot of work in terms of uh, scouting players and prospects from Abbotsford uh, and, and working on kind of the development there. So I'm, I'm interested to see what, 
what happens with them, but I definitely think it's a huge boon for the team. I think that they'll uh, add a lot in terms of uh, the club's front-facing nature, so whether that's talking to us, wonderful me- media folks, or doing community appearances, whatever. Uh, I, think that the, I think that it was a very, very good call to bring them in, especially uh, at the end of a season that had uh, not gone exactly how anyone would have wanted it to. All right, Gemma, without us all the time we have, we are going to let you go. You've got a busy future ahead with the expansion draft and all of the fun things. So uh, you uh, better load up on the coffee and get ready for a very busy season. Oh, I am ready. All the <laughs> Well, you know, we're going to be harassing you. You're one of our favorites, Gemma. So uh, get ready for more calls from OT. Anytime, ladies. Thanks for chatting. Thank you. That was Gemma Carsten-Smith of the Canadian Press. And, wow, a lot to think about. We yeah. uh, we asked her every open-ended question you could imagine. So Well, I mean, um, she's Gemma. You can just say hi, and she will give us some fabulous, incredible information. Hi, Gemma. How are you? Well, this is what I've heard. Boom. Because, <laughs> you know, she's just a wealth of knowledge. So, you know, it's really, it's always fun to uh, interview Gemma, and I love having her on the show. So thanks, Gemma. Um, our text inbox is still exploding. 650-650, the Dunbar Lumber text line. Everybody wants to talk about Benning. The, there's still the Schmidt talk, and there's still the Abbotsford Canucks talk, and we are going to get to all of it after this. Keep the calls and texts coming, please. Well, actually, bring in a call. We haven't had a call yet today, unless Greg has been filtering them nicely because people may be naughty. But, uh, yeah, give us a call. Give us a text. This is OT on Sportsnet 650. Now back to OT on your home of the Canucks, Sportsnet 650. Here are your hosts, Caroline, Lindsay, and Lena. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is OT on Sportsnet 650. I am Caroline Frolic alongside the usual suspects. We are the OT3, Lindsay Horsting, Lena Sategian, Lindsay, Lena. Hello. Hey, last quarter, Caroline. The last quarter, I love it. Speaking of quarters, we're going to get to the, uh, we're going to get to some hoops in uh, in a few moments. I got my fix of baseball, Lindsay. We are, we have to talk hoops, but first, we are taking your calls. 604-280-0650. Also, our Dunbar Lumber text line is still exploding. I can't keep up. I'm I am too old for this. 650 <laughs> but we do have a caller, Mike from Victoria. Hey, how's it going? Fabulous. How are you? You were on hold for a very long time to talk to us, man. You were on hold for a very long time, so kudos to you. What you got to say, Mike? I keep trying to get on the radio. I keep trying to get on the radio for the last while about this, but uh, let's start with Abbotsford Canucks. That's going to cause a problem for people who go on Craigslist to buy Vancouver Canucks tickets. They're probably going to end up buying Abbotsford Canucks tickets by accident and then be really pissed off. Let's never thought of that. Never okay, thought of that. And, you know, the, the opposite, too, because people trying to buy Abbotsford Canucks tickets will be buying Canucks tickets going, why Why is this one seat $9,000, you know? Exactly. And next, I'm just going to be the GM of the Canucks, and I'm going to solve the problems right now. Trade Nate Schmidt for that third-line center. Uh, sign Keith Yandel and Tyson Berry. Boom. Center, center solved. Defense solved. Let's go, Canucks. <laughs> Thanks for your call, Mike. Uh, that's Mike from Victoria, right? 
Yep, Mike and Victoria. Okay, well, you know what's funny is this whole Duncan Keith trade happened with the Oilers, and then all of a sudden, pot out. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Suter from the Minnesota Wild and Parise, and then... Keith Yandel now from the Panthers getting bought out. So, hmm, maybe Duncan Keith deal went a little too quick here, Edmonton Oilers. But, um, yeah, he brings up a couple players that could definitely be an option. Although, I think with Tyson Berry, the Colorado Avalanche want to uh, reunite with him, perhaps. That would be a tasty uh, potential reunion perhaps yeah I mean he didn't ever find his game in Toronto and I thought that he was definitely going to be a good fit for them and then moves on to the Edmonton Oilers signing a one-year deal so um we'll see what happens to Tyson Berry I I personally don't think he could be an option for the Canucks um and then was Yandel was the other one he said right yeah Keith Yandel yeah he wants to trade Schmidt uh, get rid of some of the bad contracts, go after Tyson Berry and Keith Yandel. Interesting. With, with Yandel, I believe the Arizona Coyotes have shown interest. So, um, oh, we've got a few other callers, but we'll get back to that talk. Um, we've got Shane and Aldergrove. Shane, how's it going? I'm doing great. How are you? We're fabulous. Good. What you, what you got for us? Um, before I go on my tirade about the Abbotsford Canucks, I just want to straight up say before that, big fan of Ryan Johnson, like him as a player, like him even more as a GM. But, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you think about everything that the, they could have done with this franchise, the branding of it, the marketing of it, the name of it, everything. And it's just typical, like, status quo, let's not really get off the board and be as average as we can and everything. They've got a logo that they already had. They have got a name they already had. They <laughs> have got, you know, the jersey. I mean, they took the logo and they put it dead center in the jersey. And I mean, like, that's the most creative you guys could have been with this. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, there, there are so many things they could have done. They could have had a name that would, you know, identify with the, the region, with the Fraser Valley a little bit more than they did. And mm-hmm. I, I just think it was a, I think it was a huge miss. I get the business aspect of it. I get how, you know, you know, the, the, the parent team is the Canucks. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I guess we'll just make our, our affiliate team, the Canucks. But I mean, there's so many teams that have done so much with, with this opportunity, the Canucks standard as they've done with everything else, just an average move at best. That is my rant. Well, Thank you. Well, Vegas, thanks for calling uh, to, to further, Uh, His point, Vegas, their farm team is in Henderson, which is just south of Vegas, uh, and they're called the Silver Knights as opposed to the Golden Knights. So you still keep the identity of the big club, but the AHL affiliate has their own little flavor for it, so to speak. So, I mean, I don't know what a baby Canuck is, uh, but... A hoser. A hoser. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. The Abbotsford hosers. Come we make that? Lindsay, this is why you have the master's degree. This is why you are the brains and the brawn. That's it. I'm done. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard anyone say. I mean, this is a Saturday Night Live skit. It's a Saturday Night Live skit that writes itself. Like, they will be writing stories about this for SNL that they called the Abbotsford 
farm team, the Abbotsford Canucks. It's just so funny. I mean, I don't know what other word there is for Canuck other than hoser, which isn't, it's not like a, a lovely term to use, you know? Well, it's not derogatory. I guess it's like, isn't a hoser like, yeah, isn't that slightly offensive? Like, isn't that just like a dummy? But isn't that kind of a it's playful like, way of saying it? Like in Hawaii, Howley is a Caucasian person. It's like, oh, this is my Howley friend. But if you put the F word in front of Howley, then you better run. You've messed but up. If you if put the F word in front Howley, of, but if you put the F word in front of anything, it could be offensive. Well, yeah. so. It's intense, though, <laughs> because you know me and my potty mouth. But I, I mean well. Uh, we do have another caller, Brian in Coquitlam. Brian, you still there? You've been on hold for a while, my friend. Thanks for holding. Oh, yeah, I've been listening to your <clears throat> your, your comments. Uh, as far as the name they picked for the uh, Abbotsford team, they had a good one. I, I don't know why they didn't use it. It was the Golden Eagles. I mean, it's actually a, a name they have for the golf course and so forth. But think of the logo they could have had, the colors they could have had. And the, <clears throat> the AHL... Uh, there's no other uh, NHL team that that that's, that has a, that uses their name and for those teams. So, and and the colors. <laughs> well, I'll be honest. I, year, years ago, I designed the logo for for uh, I went head to head. They they took the Grizzlies. I had the orcas. I I, I drew an orca that was very similar to their their logo. They use the hockey team now and. Uh, I've got a letter from Griffiths on that. But anyway, <clears throat> to me, it's, I mean, I, I do art, artwork and so forth, and, and it's it's so blah. Like, I, I, I can't believe they've done that. Like, they had an opportunity to, to really market that, but, well, we'll see what happens. But as far as the Canucks go, what I would do, to get back to hockey talk, I would definitely go after Tarasenko for the Russian kid coming in. Hmm. Uh, Tarasenko is an awesome player. And, uh, man, yeah, that, would he wants- one, that would be one hell of a line with him and uh, Paul, Paul Coles. And then it's too bad they couldn't get Kuznetsov from uh, Washington, too. That would be a hell of a line, that Russian line. Oh, can you imagine that? That would be a that would be a fun thing to watch. Uh, Brian and Coquitlam, thank you so much for calling. We've got another call. We're blowing up in the final quarter. Gurjeet in Maple Ridge. You still there? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, great. Thanks for holding. You've been on hold for a long time because we go off in tangents, but uh, thanks for your patience. Gurjeet, what you got for us? What you thinking? It's all good, guys. I just want to say, like, I think we all saw it on Twitter as well, the, the, the Giants logo, the Lumberjack logo on the black jersey, like, that yeah. logo looks sick, and it's a WHL franchise. Like, the fact that a Western League team can literally make a better jersey, better logo, and make it look so appealing and use the the red, yellow, and black colors that, hey, the Canucks already have used and used this past season, and make it look yeah. so much better, so much more creative, is just hilarious when uh, comparing it to an NHL franchise. You know, like, it, yeah. it, just, it doesn't really make sense. Like, it just kind of shows they're skimping out on a, quite a bit of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But, and then my last comment was just with the NBA Finals, I think this is yes. the last game was the first game you could say that there's been some controversy about officiating with D-Book not getting those foul calls. The last, like, that Drew Holiday layup. 
Um, a couple yeah. calls before that, like that man should have been gone out of the game within the last two minutes of the game. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Gurjeet. We, wow, we've got a lot of calls. I love it. I love it. But very good point. But I, we're, our Dunbar Lover text line is blowing up, 650-650. A lot of people are saying a lot of the NHL teams use their name as their AHL affiliate. Yes, the Providence Bruins uh, get it. But I think that the way the Canucks, Abbotsford, Vancouver, hyped it up, they made it sound like, oh, my gosh, something big is happening with a delayed announcement for about a week and then the delay the day of. And then it was Canucks, same colors. I mean, yeah, the Giants jersey is we did discuss this in the first segment. Um, I'm obsessed with the, the Vancouver Giants jerseys. Yeah, obsessed. it's. It's so nice, the tasteful use of gold, which I love. But I also do, I know earlier on in the year, you two were talking about the gold helmets that the uh, Golden Knights were using, and I was a huge fan of them, uh, surprisingly. But uh, no, the Giants jerseys looks like, Gurjeet just just couldn't have described it any better. It looks like there was a lot more thought into it and care into um, uh, Western Hockey League team as opposed to what the Canucks decided to go with. Um, it looks like most people are against this design and the color scheme. And a lot of it ha- is translating into lack of effort. I mean, I I love the use of Johnny Canuck. I'm glad that is here. But the Canucks as a franchise has have typically you know, changed their logo throughout time. There's the flying skate, there's the V, there's the bright yellow, there's... So, I mean, there, there's room for Abbotsford to, you know, change things up a little bit to mesh with their big club in that respect. But I think it was just such a build-up and it was just kind of like, meh. It's like waiting for Christmas morning and you get socks. Caroline, you, you mentioned the, the skate logo there. I want to jump in for yeah. a second. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want to pander to the crowd and, and just a, a, appease people and, and sell some jerseys, why did they make the AHL team sort of a variation of the skate logo? I think that would have done really, yeah. really well. I was going to yeah. say that too. Like the 94 logo, which has just blown up and trended upward uh, for the last two seasons. I mean, that would have been a really big sell. But all I do think that a lot of people would also say, oh, of course you went with that, just going with what um, is trendy. But... I agree. I think they should have went with the 94 skate logo because every pretty much everybody owns one of those jerseys at this point now. And every single time mm-hmm. they they wear it, it is such a hit. So why wouldn't you make that their permanent jersey or color scheme? Yeah, and wasn't there a poll a couple seasons ago? What retro logo is your favorite? And the flying skate won by a landslide, if I recall correctly. So yeah, I, that's yeah. quite possible. I mean, if you were gonna go like Rajit was saying, like sort of cater to the the Fraser Valley, I don't know. You know, if we were to stay away from a skate or like Johnny Canuck or an Orca, what it would be, what it would look like. You know, like yeah. some mountains, trees. I I don't know. It's that's a they tough one. <laughs> they could have, honestly, they could have gone so many routes. And it's surprising to me that they just stuck with the Canucks, to be honest. And um, mm. a lot of people are unhappy about it. Um, there was a text that I've now, oh yeah, it, someone wrote, it kind of pisses me off. You can no longer just say the Canucks. Which Canucks? That's Bruce yeah. um, texting in. I mean, how often are we really referring to the AHL team, to be honest? 
Um, although True. maybe more so now that they're in Abbotsford. Yeah, I think now that there's more of a local interest, I mean, I'm just thinking, and Lindsay, you do updates um, for Sportsnet 650 on News 1130 as well. I mean, I don't recall really reporting on what Utica did, which I'm thinking, wow, that's a really big oversight on my part, not reporting on the home team's farm club, unless something monumental happened. But and it was very, very rare that I actually re- reported on them. But I think now because they're in the market and here, like not too far away from the Vancouver Canucks, I think we might be talking about it more. But I was that's where my mind went, too. It's like now we're going to talk Canucks. Uh, that- yeah. Let me pose this to you guys. If somebody, yes. you know, that lives in Langley says, I'm going to the Canucks game tonight. Oof. What do you think of? Where, where are they going? <laughs> yeah. Let's meet after the game at that bar next to the uh, arena. Cool. And then, uh, yeah, you're right. How many people are going to be texting? Dude, where are you? I'm right here. I'm at XYZ. No, I'm at X. Oh, wrong Canucks. I mean, <laughs> that would be something I, I, I mean, would do. I mean, it's a possibility. <laughs> I, think, I think automatically my mind would go to Vancouver Canucks. Me too. But, I mean, Langley being the uh, midway point there uh, would be confusing. I mean... I think that people would have to definitely specify. Um, thank you for throwing a wrench, Greg Ballack. Um, Greg but makes us think. Greg, stop making us think. Okay, I'm tired. Sorry. Think. My, my mistake. It's daytime. This is the time that I sleep and then wake up when it's dark out for our <laughs> show. Okay, it's Remember? very hard adjusting to daytime hours. Vampires, Greg. Vampires. Let's loop it around to the beginning. We've got another, we've got a, lots of texts coming in. Um, Canucks need to take advantage with marketing new color schemes and logos with their farm team if they're going to keep the same name. And hey, that's not actually a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not let the farm team be the guinea pig for colors? Because okay. the Canucks love to change up their logos every season. So why not do it with the farm yeah. team? And I have to address a text here. Uh, you don't even report on the Giants. Don't kid yourself. There will be no reporting on the Baby Canucks. Mike in the Ridge. So, Mike, thanks for listening to my updates because I always report on the Vancouver Giants. And if I would could drop my mic, I would, but I need it, and it'll break <laughs> on the floor. But I always report on the Giants, <laughs> and I know that Mike – I would think my colleagues do too because – We always uh, do, 650, yeah. Yeah, 650 airs the games for Pete's sake, and I am obsessed with Dan O'Connor. So why would I not – actually, I put Dan O'Connor's calls in my highlight packs because they are so gold. I'm just like – and the Giants are playing, and this happened, and I let Dan O'Connor take it. So it's kind of me mailing it in, getting to sit back for about 20 to 30 seconds while Dan O'Connor takes it because he is the man. Oh, and Sean from Waterloo. I'm going to watch the I Canucks game. Baby Nux or Daddy Nux? Oh. Can we not? I love that. Can we not say Daddy Nux, please? <laughs> no. Daddy oh Nux. See, if, if <laughs> me, Lindsay, or Lena said Daddy Nux, it, it has a different... Daddy Nux. Whereas if a boy says it, it would have a little. Well, I would still no, say I would. Weird I don't gross. think it works no. either way. I don't no, think it yeah. works either way. I, I just still say you, Daddy Nux, though. You you would because you're sassy and you can pull it off. I just sound like I'm psychotic, which is kind of the usual. But yeah, Greg, I don't ever want to hear you say the words Daddy Daddy Nux. Senior Canucks. The senior vets. <laughs> yeah, like the, the junior varsity and the. And the varsity squad. That's how yeah. we will. That's how we can do it. 
Oh, fun. I love <laughs> I got it. Our text here. Really don't understand why they would name their team also the Canucks. How many millions of dollars to spend in the marketing team to blow that one? Seriously, why would I want to buy two Canucks jerseys from two separate teams? But uh, I might go out and buy Abbotsford Aviators or an Abbotsford Comets jersey. Now I won't. That's also a good point. Yeah. Why would why would you buy a farm team jersey that has the same name as the NHL level team? But the thing about the Canucks, the the Zaddy Canucks. No, I can't even pull it off. I won't ever say that again. I apologize to everybody and to my soul. But for the <laughs> Vancouver Canucks, you're right. There are so many different brandings of the Canucks that when you go to a Canucks game, it's all different colors. There's, you know, the white jersey, the blue jersey, the skate, the bright yellow, which is my favorite, you know, because you know how I like ugly. But maybe they're opening the door for Abbotsford to do the same, just variations of it. So you can have, say, a green and blue Vancouver jersey and then maybe go for the red Abbotsford jersey. I mean, yeah. Big boy Nucks, Sean from Waterloo, Junior Nucks. I like baby Nucks because I always refer to the Vancouver Canadians as the baby Jays. I don't know. That's yeah. just me. Any any farm team, I always refer to them as the baby what. Whether that be right or wrong, that's just what where my brain goes. Yeah, I mean, I could see one advantage is if the player from the farm team ends up making it to the Canucks and then you don't have to buy a new jersey. You can just keep the same one and the same colors. I mean, from a, you know, from a fiscally responsible perspective, it makes sense. But from a money making perspective, it makes no sense. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, we need to change gears before we before we end the show, because we need to talk about the NBA finals. Giannis we need oh. and poor Aiton Giannis has gotten Aiton's oh. number here like what was it game three he was attacking him hard and the guy was in some foul trouble and then now now they've tied the series and that was the most legendary block I have seen in the playoff performance since I don't even know yeah since I mean- LeBron you can look at, yeah, because you can look at the yeah, at the, that, at the, the rundown scoreline. block, yeah. Yeah, you can look at the scoreline and go, oh, Giannis didn't come to play. But then if you watch the game, hi. Yes. Giannis yeah, was the, the one zaddy. Thing, he, was this, he was zaddy last night, yeah. The one thing I will say, that was an incredible block. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you really are playing proper defense because I'm a Giannis hater, you should be... <laughs> Um, not you shouldn't be chasing him and uh, running down that block. You should be behind him. So, anyways, that's all alone. I'm going to say about that. Leave him alone, <laughs> but it was a, it was a good block. It was a good block. Um, I bet that your husband Lindsay was stoked on seeing Devin Booker with all that foul trouble. Oh yeah. Oh, he was. He was livid that that he didn't get called on that last foul there on Drew Holiday. Oh, yeah. I will say also, um, just to add on to the fuel of your hatred towards uh, Giannis. Now, I don't know if it's a Mm -hmm. hatred, but I will just just to make it dramatic, I'll say it's a hatred. (laughs) But him and Chris Middleton combined are they just made 
uh, stats history, and because I am the statistician, as we've pegged me, um, they, along with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Magic Johnson and LeBron James and Kyrie Irving with the when they played for the Cavs, they've made the third set to score 40 or more points in games in the uh, same NBA Finals. Hmm. Wow. That's so an impressive imp- stat. Impressive stat. So just, you know, don't hate too hard. Well, okay, Lindsay, well, I'll, do you, got, I'll do you one better. Okay. We've got someone okay. in the uh, text inbox, which is, I think, your soulmate. Sports soulmate, because oh. you married your soulmate. Okay. Uh, 650, 650, Dunbar Lumber text line. That block was off a floater, nothing special. Get over it. Kevin and Port Moody. So, Lindsay, <laughs> did you and Kevin just become best friends? I think we did. Oh, yeah. Nice work, Kevin. Nice work. I but what I was like going to say to Lena... Yeah, I'm glad you. Re- I'm really glad you read that. Actually, um, Devin Booker he set a league record most points uh, scored in a player's first postseason with 542. It's like all I time. That. That's I love that's that. Easy. Listen, I was a Giannis fan last season. I'm such a bandwagoner. It's pathetic. Now I'm I love all, it. I'm all for the Suns. Huge Devin Booker fan, and. Um, Ever since I started wearing that jersey, Lindsay, which you love, uh, the Suns have been losing. So I don't know if I should burn it or just tuck it away for ne- till next season. Hmm. I definitely don't burn it because it's way too nice and vintage to burn. Oh, that's a sweet jersey. You you need to keep that. It, it's it's you know what? It's really easy being a bandwagoner when you own a jersey that belongs to pretty much every team. I. I probably have every NBA jersey <laughs> there is known to man. So You need to help me make my Raptors one. I've got a sweet VC jersey, but it is so little. Like I ordered mm. I ordered a very big size because I wanted a big jersey and it's kind of um it's really I, I and I looked, I did I order a large for a child? Nope. Apparently not. Maybe I just got a cheap one, but uh, Lindsay, you gotta pimp out my drip. Please. Okay, we can do this. Lena yeah. and I, we, we got you, Caroline. I know. Yeah, we, we got you. And hey, before we end the show, because we're almost out of time here, um, we got to do our reads because um, oh, yeah. we've got daytime responsibilities. Um, NHL draft coverage on Sportsnet 650 is brought to you by Connect Hearing. Take control of your hearing health and book your free hearing test at connecthearing.ca today. Now, after this you know, I know that you guys have missed Bick Nazar, but he is going to be hosting the People's Show with Randeep Janda. That's coming up next at 3 o'clock. And um, what else have we got? We've got, two, we've got a couple minutes. So I, I prematurely teased for the next show. Well, you just wanted to make sure we got all the reads in. Yeah, our uh, assistant PD has been uh, stressing that uh, we need to do these reads, so... Clearly doesn't believe in us. And and he's right, because we missed the first two. <laughs> well, you know what? We well, are the nighttime what? folks. We don't we have no expectations at nighttime other than show up on time and say words and don't say an F bomb. That's basically our mandate for nighttime. Just show up. 
But yeah, so uh, that was the OT filling in for Bick and the Boss. And we will be back on Monday from 7 to 9 next week. Until then, this has been Caroline Frolic, Lindsay Horsting, and Lena Satagian. OT on Sportsnet 650.